This episode is brought to you by Mithril, more specifically, God of Gears by Raven Diamond. So, I'll repeat that again. God of Gears is awesome steampunk, spellpunk, psychedelic fantasy that I think everyone would like to check out, especially if you like any of the things that was just listed. It's all about a poor, poor repairman who's going through the most as he is caught in the war between machines and magic and the crazy stuff that happens with that. But more than anything else, let's talk about these lore cards, these juicy little tidbits that let you in on the world, something that Mithril does, and specifically Gods of Gears has several pretty good ones. These lore cards will tell you everything about characters, locations, beasts, you know, anything that you need to know about the story you're reading. And this applies for any story, honestly, on Mithril, but God of Gears is one of my personal favorites anyway, because I like reading it. So, you know, hashtag sponsorship, that's how it works. Um, more than anything else, though, let's talk about the way you can get into reading this. Obviously, you have to go down, download the My Thrill app. Um, but more than anything else, what you need to know is that there are over 60 episodes to binge of God of Gears currently, and more on the way with releases coming every Tuesday and Friday. Nine free episodes, including daily tickets that unlock everything up except the most recent five chapters so you can get up to you know as far as possible and then you know give a lot of support if you want to the author here raven over here but by all means guys go check this out for sure you'll have a good time and i think that'll do it and with that we will let you guys get back to the show later Hello everybody, I am your host, Brown, and with me is Pele. Yo. Two of us, two of us are rocking it together, do it this time around. Mm-hmm. Um, this normally would have been a mini-sode, but to be honest, we have a crap ton on this list alone. Yeah, uh, so, surprisingly uh, very, you know, uh, filled this week in terms of entertainment. Yeah, even though it didn't feel like it was. No, I know the Game Awards is coming up soon, but beyond that, that's like upcoming. Uh, but that's the only thing I can think of, really. Exactly. Like, it's not like a Game Awards week. Like, there's nothing special about this week specifically. Mm-hmm. It's just a lot of stuff happens somehow. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Well, I know big releases are coming up the next month alone, so maybe it's just the holiday season. People getting hyped up, ready for the next big thing for the next year, maybe. I don't know. Mm. I guess. But either way, we got a lot of stuff to talk about. But before we get to the news, how you doing, Pele? Uh, <laughs> how you been? I've been fine. Uh, oh, I decided, I finally cracked and decided to make a big purchase the other day and set up, uh, improve my PC capabilities. I bought a new graphics card, a monitor stand, a new monitor, 4K monitor, and a power supply. Until about $1,300. So, like, I'm not happy about the price, but you know what? I'm finally capable of running games I've been wanting to play for a good while because I'm finally able to play... Steel Rising, a, a game Imani bought me way, way back. I couldn't run because it ran like shit. Um, and also recently, Dark Tide. Me and him and a few others have been playing that quite a bit. 
Oh yeah, Dark Tide's been kind of fun. Mm-hmm. Um, the pre-order beta has been kind of interesting, although yes. obviously it's has some uh, issues running. Mm-hmm. I've had some crashes so far, and you on your current card it was running at like, or your original card was running at like what ten frames? Ten frames a second on the lowest possible settings, lagging like a motherfucker. It was, it was intolerable, but I still got through it because I still like killing uh, heretics and playing with my friends. Because it was, it's still a great game. Even I just had I just running in potato mode and it was just chugging along. I, well, luckily, now you can actually play it in not potato mode and well, have it maybe yeah. crash on you. Yeah. A lot of screen tearing for it, though. You had a lot of screen tearing for yours. Me was just like lag, 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 lag. It was like insane. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but either way, Dark Tide is fun mm-hmm. from what we can tell, despite those uh, things. Bailey uh, obviously having the worst of those issues, clearly. Yeah. Um, half of it, I think. somehow like, still managed to have fun. Yeah, half of it, I think, was because of my graphics card. The other half, I think, is just because it's still in beta, so it's not optimized yet. So that's my essential. That's true. But at least, on my, at least on my end, I know I will be fine when the game fully launches. And I really cannot wait. Very true. That's mm-hmm. later this month, actually. The 30th, mm-hmm. right? Yep. All right, so once that patch comes out, we'll see uh, how it plays. Well, this is kind of the point of the beta anyway, is to kind of get a feel for like what they need to improve. Mm-hmm. Apparently, it's been uh, greatly improved since before that. Yeah, that Mine's... was the um, closed beta. Yeah, they, they made some, they made some improve, made quite a few improvements during the closed beta. I didn't get to play it then, but I've heard that's been um, improved quite a bit. In fact, all the problems I had with it was I had a server issue, I had a crash. And there was a decent amount of screen tearing whenever I turned uh, the camera. But besides that, I mean, everything else was, it ran pretty smoothly. Mm-hmm. Some improvements still need to be done, but hey, it's uh, it's still work in progress, obviously. That's true. <clears throat> um, I think, I believe, uh, Pele, what are you playing as again? I am a Because I'm a psyker. Yes, I am a zealot currently. You can uh, make up to any character you want. This time, unlike the previous entries of uh, Warhammer Vermintide 1 and 2, Instead of uh, five preset characters with some change of abilities, you actually get to make your own uh, character per class from background stories, uh, tasks, upbringing, all that such, and even personalities. So you can actually make it more um, fitting to your liking to however you want. You can play as a psyker, which essentially is a mage of the group where I can blow enemies' minds up with, a, with psychic abilities. The zealot, mm-hmm. which is a priest who goes heavy, heavy on the melee front. The veteran sharpshooter, which is the general combat militia, uh, military man, and the Ogren, which is just this hulking mass of a mutated human being uh, that literally can act as a tank and ram through crowds of enemies. It's insane. Honestly. Um, in this one, we find that, like, well, enemies shoot back more, but you also get to shoot at enemies, too. So, mm-hmm. Unlike the previous Vermintide one, this one has a lot more focus on uh, ranged combat with everyone having guns. And guns, I do mean... Vi- variety of them from shotguns pistols and even laser guns which is are called las guns in the world in the lower uh, 40k i won't get into too much lore details because that is going to take me forever based on how much we played would you say that like this one is harder or like easier than vermintide um, well at least vermintide 2 because i know we played a ton of vermintide 2 yeah i would say it's a little more difficult because i still had some challenge on the high on the on the base difficulty of the first one's edition um, but me and Aaron actually ended up playing the second and the third one. Third one, we got our asses handed to us. And the second one was actually, like, it ramps up the challenge a little bit more, but nothing too brutal. So it was still um, 
better, as well as it gave you a lot more credits for you can get more um, weapons. Also, level five of money is when you finally get some drip. Okay. Fair <clears throat> enough. Because I need some drip. Mm-hmm. I need some drip. But uh, what else have you been messing around with besides that? Uh, currently playing on my Steam Deck at the moment, playing uh, The Ascent. Um, I thought this was a tactics game. Nope, it's a top-down shooter. <laughs> it's a twin-stick top-down shooter that's cooperative, uh, has cooperative capabilities. Like, oh, dope, this is pretty cool. Uh, very cyberpunk, grungy-esque uh, abilities with some uh, RPG mechanics involved, but it's really dope. I will say this, because it's still a top-down twin-stick shooter, the melee focus is a little janky, because you gotta still aim in the right general direction when you're making your swings, like, and people can literally uh, swing past you in a moment's notice, like, fuck. Dang. Yeah, it's a little janky, but I like it so far. That's fair. Mm-hmm. Um, anything else? Besides that, nothing too, too much. My week has been uh, pretty, ha- pretty chill. I'm just really happy I finally got a, a better graphics card for once. I've been bitching and moaning about that for for a long time now. Yeah, you have mentioned that you needed one for a good minute, so mm-hmm. it's actually kind of good to hear that you finally got your upgrade. Yes, and I can't wait. Uh, great benefit. That's the first thing you're going to play with it. I mean, I know like Dark we're going to probably yeah. play Dark Tide next, but like, what's Cyberpunk. the first thing you're going to play like on your... Okay, Cyberpunk? You want to yes. play Cyberpunk, really? Yeah, I, because I know my 1050 cannot handle that fucking game. Okay, so this is going to be your way of just testing it out. Yeah, uh, pretty much like the heavy hitter for it uh also still rising because i know i couldn't get that to run before i went old graphics card so i know it's probably it's hopefully gonna run better uh come this way but oh yeah and call of duty because call of duty is gonna make it look so fucking pretty <laughs> so nothing else you've been uh watching or checking out or reading um oh uh yes i was you're probably gonna mention bring it up uh, on uh, when it came to your turn but i might as well bring it up as well i also read the Skullgirl book comic Okay, yeah. yeah. I started reading the Skullgirls one as well. Yeah. That is definitely on my list. <laughs> I uh, did not expect that, honestly. Like, Skullgirls, of all things, have turned into a webcomic. It's kind of perfect for one, but I was amazed that it took them, well, if they were going to do it, it took them this long. And then on top of that, it's like, it just kind of works. Yeah, because you know I, mean? like, honest, I, I love Skullgirls, don't get me wrong, but it's like way way after like the initial hype of the game of the game you know? oh yeah for sure well then again Skullgirls is currently having a resurgence anyway they're getting dlc characters yeah that's so true. we're currently waiting on black dahlia to come out mm-hmm. which is a uh, part of the season pass uh coming out sometime next year right i think mm-hmm. the season pass is already out because uh any of the stars is out uh parasol's little sister umbrella umbrella, umbrella is out okay. So and we're, we're waiting. She Black Dahlia is the third character in, uh, I think, a season pass of four. Okay. No idea who the last one's gonna be. I kind of hope it's Panzerfaust. <laughs> That'd be cool. Um, we'll see more Panzerfaust. Maybe like, uh, maybe it's a the character that's introduced only in the webcomic, depending on how closely tied the webcomic is to the development of the game. I think it probably is pretty closely developed to it. I mean, considering that, like. Based on the first one, it goes and lists each of the Skullgirls that happened before. Mm-hmm. And things of that nature. Which is kind of cool. I think that's really interesting. Yeah. By default. It, it's, only three episodes, it's only three episodes in on the webcomic, but like it introduces the lore more so. And hopefully, like what our friend, mutual friend Jones was saying as well, like hopefully they explain the story a little more uh, coherently this time around. I did, I, don't, I got the story for a bit, like, but it feels, falls into the caveat of uh, 
like old school fighting games where the story is yeah kinda it kind of shifts old. depending where you go or yeah. who you're playing as and depending on what ending you get you it may end up being like oh this you get the continuation of this character's story from this ending but you must play through like but what's the order exactly <laughs> Yeah, it's kind of weird, because, like, for instance, a uh, perfect example being Big Ben and Peacock, mm-hmm. for instance, they their endings are, like, intrinsically tied. Like, their story is tied, because Big Ben is looking for her. Yep. <laughs> and um, depending on which ending you go with, like, the person that destroys the, the skull heart and kind of does what needs to be done changes, but, like, those two characters are directly connected. They both appear in each other's stories in order to help out, so it's, like, weird. Mm-hmm. Um, apparently, if I'm not mistaken, Double's ending explains it as, like, it's all multiverse stuff, pretty much. Mm. I mean, <laughs> like, that's... They're all possible. <laughs> yeah, uh, but that seems like a bit of a cop-out, because that, that wouldn't work narratively-wise if you do the webcomic now, though. Yeah, because the deal with the Double's ending is I think it's, like, uh, they they look at, like, the gods of their world for a second, and they're like, yeah, look at look at all these possibilities and things like that pretty much but like there is a canon through line which i guess is what the webcomic is covering because events do happen and like the way the story is set up certain people are supposed to just meet each other during it like regardless mm-hmm. except for eliza eliza's story cannot happen <laughs> no, no absolutely not and that's no. and that's why i'm just ki- uh, out of curiosity for it but hey we'll see how it goes when they get to the when, once more of the webcomic comes out but i'm enjoying it for there's very little of it out already, but hey, it's just starting off. It literally came out yesterday. That is true. So, I mean, it's been an enjoyable read so far. Mm-hmm. I'm enjoying it for sure. But uh, beyond that, that has been my week. Uh, what about you, Imani? Well, you pretty much listed off everything that I did. So the number one thing that uh, I would have to mention is I finished Signalis. Oh, uh, yes. Uh, I forgot to mention I also beat that, too. <laughs> We apparently both beat it in the same... Did we beat it in the same week? No, I beat it my second day having it. Okay. Signalis is dope. Oh, That is an amazing, amazing game. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't really want to do... The other ending? The two of us could do a spoiler cast for it, but I don't really want to spoil it. Yeah, I'll 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 give it a little I'll give it a little bit longer time frame if we want to consider doing a spoiler cast because the game is still kind of fresh. Yeah, it's definitely like a 10 out of 10, mm-hmm. to me at least. For survival horror, it's definitely a good uh, atmospheric uh, element to, to it. I will definitely say it feels, if you're like a Resident Evil Silent Hill fan, it, uh, it covers all the itches, like classic Resident Evil with some tank controls, six uh, item inventory, management system, and, and um, uh, the map system. But for Silent Hill vibes, it gets really like personal and very eldritch pretty fast. Yeah, it has a very nice mix between the two. Like you said, it obviously wears its references on its sleeve, uh, the beginning being extremely uh, inspired by Resident Evil, mm-hmm. and the later half being like heavily inspired by Silent, Silent Hill. Hill. Mm-hmm. So that's always fun. The story is just as trippy as anything else. Um, actually, more trippy than anything else. It's definitely, like, it doesn't explain that... Uh, bro- it's not very explicit on what it actually entails. It's very like uh, you have to figure out ex- uh, figure out a lot more. More like Silent Hill based, um, where and it's all could set futurism, which mm-hmm. is I like it as an aesthetic. But the actual story and tale of the characters that is up to interpretation. Oh yeah, but the style, oh, yeah. great. 
Very good. PlayStation wish... One aesthetics with uh, with cassette futurism is sick. I wish I learned German, Chinese, and Russian. Jesus Christ. Yeah, there's like three different languages going on in this game. It's really hard to actually <laughs> follow some stuff. I know some Flashing Japanese. kanji on the screen. I know <laughs> I know some Japanese. I know some German. I but it's just like bits and phrases. Like what the fuck? See, you say this, you were probably able to get way more like context out of it than I could, because I don't know kanji. I know nothing about kanji or German. Like I've never. I don't know any words in German, honestly. I just enjoy hearing it. <laughs> well, well, I'll make a quick German lesson for you. So during the parts where you have the uh, like twitchy uh, fuckers, um, mm-hmm. enemies, that you see some German words spread out to you. The one that says G I B A U F, that's give mm-hmm. auf. What does that sound like to you in English? Uh, get out. No, give up. Give up. Give up. Yeah. Huh. Fair enough. They're like trying to get you to give up. That's interesting. <laughs> but that game is like amazing. Like once we said, again, amazing. So if you like any of the things we mentioned, please go check it out. It's like twenty bucks. Like do yourself a favor and play like what is genuinely one of the best like survival, survival horror, horror games that came out this mm-hmm. year. Definitely, <laughs> definitely a, a, a hit. A, definitely a great little gem for it. I'm hoping the development team who made the game will continue on to doing great work. And yeah, Rose have- Engine. Mm-hmm. And if uh, they can, and if they choose to do more stuff uh, for signals out the get go, and even a, a physical copy, hell yeah! Oh yeah, I definitely got to pick up a physical copy for this game. Mm-hmm. I just feel right. like it deserves to be owned. <laughs> oh, dude, I would love to see what the physical copy be like. Either the same cover. From oh, they the have one. they have it. There's like two different versions. Uh, there's like I'm probably gonna pick up the one for the Switch. Um, there's one with a stark red coloring on on the front with um elster mm-hmm. front and center obviously um in fact i could probably find the rest of them i think there's one with a black cover as well with elster also on the front they really use the two main like central colors to like full effect but let me see um but other than that what is your uh, out of curiosity what was your like favorite part of the game we don't have to spoil it but like what was your favorite part my favorite part, uh, I want to say, well, my favorite part, because both confused me, frustrated me, but also creeped me the fuck out, was the final section before the first part of the game, that makes sense. Because oh, the I, lab. The, the first ending. How about that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I get that. Yeah, the, I guess it would be technically the lab. Because by no means is that a lab. <laughs> it counts as a lab, but it gets really weird. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. You mean like the... Uh, we're back. Yeah. Sorry about that. Some technical difficulties there. But yeah, we, we left off for um, uh, Signalis, right? Yes. Yeah. Um, um, mm-hmm. No, continue. Oh, so sorry. Like, uh, my favorite part was the very Sun Hill-esque uh, level um, for it because it was very traumatic and rough experience i was wondering um if there was gonna be like a sanity effect to the game there is to a degree but not like an actual sanity meter compared to like um uh like a call of cthulhu lovecraft style or even an amnesia dark descent you know yeah uh, i noticed that too it it's insanity level doesn't really take itself too seriously it's a thing that's happening to you clearly it's in your diagnostics but it doesn't want to want to really go too nuts with it which i mean i guess that's fair because the game has multiple endings anyway yeah 
So, I mean, might as well stick with what you're already doing. And maybe, it, I mean, to be fair, it does take, like we said, it's inspired by Silent Hill 2. Mm-hmm. It has many different triggers to trigger the different in, in, uh, endings. Much like, uh, I don't know if they're as obtuse as Silent Hill 2s are. But, um, you know, they're yeah. not really... It's like they're based on what you do in the game and how you do things as opposed to, you know, yeah, anything else. Um, what ending did you get anyway? I got the, the second one, the, the um, memory ending. Okay. Because mm-hmm. you were there when I finished. I got the, the promise, promise ending. ending. Which is, quote unquote, the good ending. Yeah. And then apparently there's a true ending and another. Oh, like a, is there a bad ending? There is a bad ending. That one was... I uh, forget exactly what that one's called, where it essentially just uh, kind of repeats a cycle, where that's the bad ending. What you got was cons- is considered the true ending. Okay. There is also a secret ending, but you have to go through like this whole ritual thing, uh, just like Silent Hill 2 does, but it doesn't let- lead up to a like a goofy result. Yeah. What? Either way. Yep. Um... I think that pretty much does it for me as far as my week, though. Because mm-hmm. we talked about the Skullgirls thing. I've finished Knowledge, and I've been playing Dark Tide. Yeah. So, now we get to the news. Okay. Starting off with the docket. So, uh, so for our Chinese audience, whoever actually listened to us, if your government allows, we do apologize for Activision Blizzard having... Uh, essentially banned all Activision Blizzard games coming to China uh, starting January 23rd, 2023. For some reason. <laughs> the reasoning, according to the news report from news report we saw, is that uh, NetEase, uh, uh, Activision Blizzard's uh, uh, partnership with NetEase, the, Jap- the Chinese, the Chinese uh, broadcasting company that produces the games in China, mm-hmm. uh, ends by that date, So, and they have not um, decided to renew them according to the contract. And because of that, uh, all current versions Activision Blizzard games in China are now completely out. Until um, Activision Blizzard gets another contract deal with NetEase again, or a different company, China's kind of out of luck of uh, Call of Duty and Overwatch for a little while. Which is kind of crazy, because it's like, wow, they really just decided to just let that money go. But Apparently. You know. Yeah. Uh, it's also kind of ironic, because... And this is mainly speculation from our other friends who thought about it, especially Aaron. Um, the current UI for Call of Duty, which is abhorred by a lot of the Western audiences. Oh, yeah, it's abysmal. Was apparently designed in favor for the Chinese audience, which is ironic as shit. Because now they can't even play it. <laughs> nope. Oh, that's funny. That's real funny. <laughs> well, that's uh, Activision there, so like... Until they get structured together, Chinese audience are gonna have um, yeah, they're gonna have a rough time. Yeah, uh, the Chinese audience are gonna have a rough time with Activision Blizzard stuff for a little while uh, regarding that. So we do we do apologize for it. Hopefully things get resolved again, and you can join us nerfing noobs left and right once and more. Probably, sort of, kind of. By that point, you guys would be the noobs, though. But you know, yeah, <laughs> you'll know if uh, quicker than quicker than we do. But hopefully, things just resolve faster for you guys. That's all. All right. Mm-hmm. What else we got? So uh, next on the docket, we have Inside, which is a really intriguing film uh, 
from what I see with uh, uh, from the trailer. It's a film with Willem Dafoe, one of my favorite Hollywood actors, and it's he's an art thief who goes into this apartment trying to steal art, has a very state-of-the-art security system, and he essentially becomes trapped in there for God knows how long, and slowly goes <laughs> insane. Like, you know what? I'm already intrigued, and I'm already liking it, because it, it essentially it's all Willem Dafoe's acting going insane um, in this apartment where he can't have any food, water, anything of sorts. Like, interesting this is really creepy and really cool it did look it was like it was a pretty like i guess uh well i guess i'll just use the same word that you did intriguing movie mm-hmm. i was looking at it definitely reading like okay all right i'm down for william defoe going insane again <laughs> it was always fun he's always he always he's often plays he does a insane, good job insane characters yeah which is crazy it's weird. I mean, hopefully he doesn't. I mean, he's not really getting typecasted as William Defoe. He's pretty. He does a lot of variety of roles, but he does have. He yeah. has, has a track record of playing crazy characters. True, true. Yeah, it's fun though, and it looks like something I'm definitely keeping out on when it comes out next year. For sure. Um, we're gonna skip past this one because it's just a trailer for Dark Tide, and we've already talked about that. So, um, yeah, apparently. We have a Amazon series being worked on between both uh, Marvel and Sony mm-hmm. about one of my actually my favorite Spider Woman, uh, Silk. Yep, Cindy Moon herself. Silk Spider Society. Mm-hmm. We're getting a live action television series produced by Amazon uh, coming forward. What the premise is, don't know. Does it involve Silk? Yes, and I'm already intrigued. Well, it is apparently following and is closely uh, connected to. Uh, I believe it to be Tom Holland Spider Man, because a she's been cast in the MCU before, and b, um, the synopsis for this actually mentions the fact that it's the same spider that bit Peter Parker. Like yeah. they are specifically not shying away from that, so it's good to know that they're trying to do their best to stick to I guess source material and try to keep her as closely connected on like what they did with Venom. Mm-hmm. So I'm guessing <laughs> if they're following the closely source material, then we're gonna see her. Her first introduction is when Peter breaks her out of that uh, lavatory. Yeah. Um, I'm just wondering how we're going to tackle the obvious they can't stop smashing yeah. when around each other kind of scenario. I guess we'll see on that one. Like Maybe a heavy attraction with um, uh, Cindy Moon and Peter in this one, at least for like the first part. Yeah, they probably just won't go as explicit, but just the idea of, like, I, I don't know what to do around you. Well, <laughs> since I know this is from Amazon, and this is decided through uh, freaking um, Sony and uh, Amazon in this one, not no, Disney's involvement involved with this. Uh, so no, Marvel is. Marvel is actually involved. involved. It's, I'm not sure about Disney's, mm. though. Like, uh, how much is going to tie with the MCU, though? Um, That's what I'm saying. I think I'm pretty sure it's connected directly to Tom Holland's Spider-Man. Okay. Which means it would be directly connected to the the MCU, but we'll see as it comes out. But mm-hmm. it's not shying away from the fact that yeah, this is very heavily and like closely related to Spider Man himself. So we will definitely see. It'll be definitely intriguing to see for sure. Um, but next up on the list, The Old Way, a Western film, uh, starring Nicolas Cage. One of your favorite actors. Yes, one of my favorite <laughs> actors. He's. Both fantastic and crazy all at the same time. Lovable, lovable guy. He's been in a lot of bad movies. He's also been in a lot, a lot of good, good movies. movies. Yep, it's usually one. So of it's his... really weird. It's a strange track record for Very. this strange man. <laughs> but he's uh, he's done great stuff, and I love him for his great stuff uh, uh, for it all alone. So 
Here's hoping he can carry it well with the next entry with this one. But I'm already intrigued because it's a revenge western film with Nicolas Cage at the helm. Like, I'm already and I'm already down. I'm already down. Did you ever get to watch the last one he was in? He was in something really interesting before. I watched... Not Man- after Mandy, though. Yeah, no, I watched Willy's Wonderland. That one was... Fun. Okay, that was the one. Because yeah. I know I remember us talking about it on the podcast, but I couldn't remember what it was. Mm-hmm. How was that? Uh, that was fun. He doesn't talk, though, in that film. I'll, I'll let you know about that. For so, real? it's supposed yeah. to be uh, like a FNAF kind of spoof where it was animatron- killing animatronics and everything, but he plays a mute um, uh, helper inside this abandoned... Um, like animatronic funhouse and uh these animatronics end up killing people but him he goes benny hana on their asses in brutal ways <laughs> and he doesn't get paid for it he gets paid in soda Dag. <laughs> that sucks <laughs> and it's like he's, he's cool with it it's like you just see like nicholas cage in a, in a very like uh stoic angry face doesn't say a goddamn word but go, uh, knows how to kick ass heavily hard to killer animatronics like it's a it's a gory film it's a silly film but it's fun fair enough uh next up on the docket we had the callisto protocol mm-hmm. game that both of us are looking forward to yes comes and out if you're a dead space fan for sure <laughs> comes out literally in two weeks next friday and it's going to hopefully it'll be great there's already collector's edition costs 240 dollars like yikes it looks like it's gonna slap and they went out of their way to deconnect it to uh <laughs> to um uh player unknown's battleground yes they actually decided to just be like no just throw it throw that out yeah when i first heard about closer protocol we first heard about closer protocol it was a horror game made by the same people at dead space and it somehow kind of to the players unknown battlegrounds universe like why and how like, <laughs> the how was the main part it's like yeah, what like, the fuck it's just how like futuristic <laughs> and players unknown battleground is not futuristic at all <laughs> It's just like our different planets, just different experiments. What's the deal it's here? It's like, like thousand years in the future. Like then, how is it connected? <laughs> like, I, I, I mean, it could be still in the same world, just thousands of years in the future. <laughs> I guess. I mean, despite despite all that connection, though, the, the creep factor looks really great. Uh, I'm intrigued by the gameplay footage, and it's like, oh man, I, my old Dead Space Edge is coming back again. Love horror stuff. And with my, thir- it's just so weird that it got announced, and then like right after that, it was. I like, mean, removed. shortly after that, during its development, I, um, I the guess Dead Space maybe, thing got announced. Yeah. Like the Dead Space remake got yeah. announced as well. Uh, it's yeah, it got announced after the release of the announcement of the Callisto Protocol, uh, from it from EA. It's but that one, I'm not sure if it's EA's attempt to try to discredit that or prove themselves they actually can do a decent horror game because Capcom has been making bank on that front alone. True. They have been. Mm-hmm. Just really, they, I mean, they've been doing a great job. They've I mean, kind I, of been running the whole genre, kind of. I know, they're the kings right of survival <laughs> horror. They've been since Resident Evil 1. I'm just saying, like, um, Dead Space had a chance of doing that until EA fucked it up with Dead Space 3. Yeah, they did fuck it up. <laughs> Dead Space 3 wasn't even that bad. It just wasn't scary. scary. Nope. <laughs> and Which I like, sucks. I like the co-op aspect of it. There's uh, The concept fun- runs fine. It's okay. I just hate the fact you don't get a choice of who you play when you play online with friends. And even in single-player mode, you can't switch between the two people. It's always you play as Isaac Clark in single-player mode, but if you have to play with a buddy, then you get to play, explore Carver story. But you only but can do that only in, if you're playing in, uh, in co-op. Like player two. Yeah. yeah. Only. And I've noticed that with Jones. Like, this is bullshit because there's some neat story details with Carver, and you can't explore the entire game unless you play with a friend. Like, uh, that's really lame. That's really lame really really booty cheeks mm-hmm. also i think the number one thing that kind of did um 
uh, Dead Space 3 dirty is the fact that they wanted to do some weird microtransaction stuff in that one, too. Uh, don't remind me. Forgot about that. Mm -hmm. And I was like, why would you do this in a survival horror game? (laughs) It's a survival horror game with microtransactions where you have to literally craft weapon parts together to uh, get better ones. But uh, this is where it gets a little aggravated because all the weapons share the same ammo pool. Um, So um, you run out of ammo either really quickly or you make it a super extremely overpowered gun and the game and becomes you never cake. run out of ammo yeah yeah and you just be- and the game just becomes cake it's like it loses the challenge and even like a hard difficulty because i think me and jones are playing on hard difficulty and it's like we've died a few times over stupid stupid shit but overall like we weren't scared and we weren't that challenged either fair enough so like it's just it's it's a little lame that's that's all i say for space 3 but that's why i blame EA for killing Visceral Studios for uh, enforcing this aspect of it because two I loved. That's basically what was great. Oh, two is a masterpiece. Mm-hmm. If I'm not mistaken. One is great. Like one is also like mm-hmm. up there, but like two is the the thing. It's the thing. <laughs> it's my de- favorite Dead Space for sure, and like it's just a shame that um, they tried to go full full on multimedia franchise with Dead Space, and it just 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 like uh, pounded into the fucking dirt. I feel like a Dead Space movie should just kind of work. They but, did you make know. a Dead Space movie. It was the animated movies they did. Oh yeah, you're right. It uh, it it worked kinda. It wasn't really uh, what I expected, but hey, it it kind of worked. It's more it's, well, the first one was, was kind of like a follow through this a movie though it had its issues, and the second one was, was an anthology where the different art styles, different story, kind of telling the survivors of the incident on the Ishimura of yeah of sorts. It's a little weird all led up to the story of the main games and that's it and three well three was his own thing because it three story it's a little ham-fisted because there's like jealousy um needless death and isaac not well after everything i didn't expect isaac to be that way that's all but here's hoping the remake can uh reconstitute the fear and also since they're remaking one a lot of the aspects i didn't like from the first game such as the like this point and jump mechanic in zero G, they actually incorporated with Dead Space Two the full on zero G aspect. Like that's dope. You're putting that in there. I like it. Fair enough. Mm-hmm. I'm just excited for both the Callisto Protocol and Dead Space. I want both games to be good, so I don't really care the comparison. But if one turns out to be better than the other, so be it. <laughs> that's just how that is. Mm-hmm. Um. Next up, though, we have as far as the eye can. Well, as far as the eye. <laughs> as far as the um, eye, yes. So from looks of it, I'm. Try- it's like a, it's a section-based, uh, city builder or village builder. But you know, yeah, because village builders are fun. Yeah, village builders are fun for sure. It's like different characters you involve and try to survive and uh, craft and crafting systems and everything like that. But it's like based on different levels. So like you go to a level. You build, search, find, and craft, and explore and create a community, and you move on to the next section. So, like, it's, I guess, like, kind of like Jurassic Park. Or, like, um, you know, those, like, theme park builders, you know? Yeah, like the whole uh, Thruville? Yeah, source, yeah. Um, where you're given a restriction, and then you have to build within those restrictions and challenges. I think that's not bad at all. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what this is in a cutesy manner. Like, okay, uh... Definitely not my type of style of work, but nevertheless, I, it is intriguing for people who like city builder games. Which, 
I mean, I'd give it a look-sees if I ever got around to it, to be honest. Or if it was on sale. Yeah. But I know it's impossible the, for all for us to play every game, but you know. Oh, yeah. It's, it's not possible. <laughs> I kind of try to, but at the same time, it's like, dang, that's just too much. Mm-hmm. There's like hundreds and hundreds of them coming out in like weeks, years. Oh, trust us. Our wallets hurt every, every like big game sale month. Um, but next up, we have level zero. Yes. Uh, another asymmetrical multiplayer uh, horror game where you uh, one group plays uh, four scientists trying to survive against, I'm guessing, two aliens, as far as I understand, uh, each one. So, mm-hmm. But it's not completely asymmetrical because you're not the scientists are helpless. You actually can fight against the aliens in um, uh, certain details with both traps, tools. Well, and- asymmetrical just means that the teams aren't equal. Yes. Mm-hmm. The teams aren't equal, but at least the gameplay is not like where it's a hundred survivor and all that stuff, because you can actively uh, counteract the killer in this one. So, like, it looks really intriguing, that one. Uh, I like to see more gameplay for the alien side of things, because it looks like it might be sound-based, from what I can tell. Because the aliens don't have eyes. Yeah. And that's like... Yeah, I actually would like to see what it's like to play as the alien. A little bit more. I'm assuming that it's, um... Mm -hmm. It could be, like, echolocation-based. That could be kind of fun. Mm-hmm. And that'd be really cool for sure. Like, if you're just listening to the sound so it don't make any sounds, a monster cannot find you and all that such. Like, okay. Yeah, from like a visual aspect, I think that could be kind of interesting to look at. Like, uh, echo like lines going outwards mm-hmm. from your character as you're trying to figure out where they are. I think that'd be really nice for sure. Uh, but yeah, keep a look, keep a look out for if you if for fans of asymmetrical horror games, uh, such as like Dead by Daylight, Good Old Evolve, if you were a fan of that back in the day. Um, level zero. Mm-hmm. Next up, we have uh, Lone. Mm-hmm. This one I've been keeping. Or lawn. Lawn, yeah. Um, I keep been. I keep. I kept a track. Of, keep an eye on this one for a little bit because it is a VR title. Um, looks like a sci-fi action shooter uh, VR title with some really neat physics mechanics, some without of almost like Half-Life Alex. It looks really good. It looks fun. Mm-hmm. Honestly. It looks really dope for sure. Do I know anything about the story? Not a goddamn clue. Uh, Not a bit. <laughs> no. It just looks like a fun uh, game in terms of gameplay concept. It's just like in a sci-fi-esque world. Like, yeah, this looks dope. I just can't wait to try it out. And with the new graphics card, sorry, I'm going to be talking about that all fucking night. Uh, I can play even more with my, new, with my headset, so like I can actually run it. It's almost like you've got a new console, so it feels nice. Mm-hmm. Like, yes, I paid for the price for one, essentially. Pretty much. All right. Mm-hmm. What do we got next? Uh, we have a new trailer for a horror movie that came out this year, I think, or is about to come out this year, called Mr. Creep. A found footage horror film with, uh, and I do emphasize on the aspect of found footage because based on the trailer alone, the quality of the camera work is, well, not camera, but like the picture is extremely pixelated. And I made sure it's not my PC uh, and the video feed too because I have it at 1080p, but this still looks kind of grainy in the trailer footage. Yeah, it's so definitely I like get that's the reason kind of for the film. I'm just giving you people warning for who are watching it. It's not going to look crisp, that's all. But I think that's the yeah. point of it. But um basically and it's for uh looks like film students who are investigating supposedly a haunting of a uh from a serial killer who killed over a hundred people once upon a time and they found a creepy doll. And from there horror ensues. Horror that's always fun. Yep, people die in, gr- in gruesome manner, and looks pretty creepy. If you if you you hate Grilla dolls, don't watch this film. <laughs> but <laughs> it looks intriguing for sure. A kind of 
I'm not a huge fan of the found footage uh, genre as much, but hey, if this does turn out to be good, I'll keep an eye out for it, for sure. I think it has its moments, but I also feel like the found footage genre has a problem of, like, well, obviously, shaky cam. Yep. <laughs> and that gets uh, annoying after a certain point of watching a film, yeah. um, depending on the film itself. And with the uh, kind of pixelated quality of the trailer footage already, like it doesn't give me too much hope but that too, so it'll be a little hard to watch. But it, it does, well, found footage has always been low budget. I think this is even more low budget. That's fair. Yeah, but hey, it's a low it, budget found footage. <laughs> but anyone who's interested in uh, found footage horror films and willing to give any project a shot, I'm more than willing to give this one a shot just to see how it is. Uh, hopefully it doesn't give me a headache, that's all. Mr. Creep, keep a lookout for that. Alright. Next up, we have uh, the Splinter Cell 20th Anniversary presentation. So, this was a presentation Ubisoft has released about Splinter Cell for its 20th anniversary. No announcements, just give me a warning, of any Splinter Cell project coming up outside of maybe the remix in works. But pretty much just a breakdown over the period of years the Splinter Cell games have come out. Which uh, is kind of like, okay. Like, cool, kind of neat celebration, but I would have liked an announcement at the end, at the very least. A remake would have been nice of anything. Like, of I, anything. Like, a new game is more so what we want. Had, but like, the last even if you were like, we're remaking the first Blacklist Splinter Cell. came out in 2016. That was six years ago. Like, uh, like, even if you were like, bump it, we're just remaking the first Splinter Cell game. Bet, that'd be nice. Like, Give us any, some... Or re-releasing it, like, with a remastering, anything. Give details of the remake, for God's sake. Anything for, uh, like, the Splinter Cell... A remaster would be nice. Yeah, or, you know... Just the ability to play it. <laughs> or maybe have re-release all the games on Steam again, because that would be cool, too. Or a collection. That also would have been nice. That would have been cool, yeah. Because Chaos Theory was really fun when I played it back on the 360. Not sure if you really played anything. many uh, Cell games when you were when you had the money. No, nah, but I grew up watching uh, the Spy versus Merc stuff mm-hmm. with um with the special games, and those were always fun to watch. I always wanted to play them. I just never got around to buying them. The special games were always really cool. I just they were always on my radar, just never got a chance to get to them. Yeah, I hear you. Um, but next up, a game that was definitely on my radar, uh, Crisis Core Final Fantasy VII Reunion. Ah, man, it's like, uh, just seeing, because I knew that since, spoilers, um, for fans who have yet to play Final Fantasy VII Remake, they changed quite a bit in the story. I was hoping this one, they were going to add some more stuff to it. It does seem to be mostly just a full-on remaster of the original Crisis Core, but I'm interested in what they might change as well in terms of narrative-wise, because they changed quite a bit of it in the remake. Well, apparently there's some stuff going on, but they really want you to be able to play Reunion, mm-hmm. and there's no way to play Reunion. Well, I say Reunion, Crisis Core. Yeah, I because re- there's no way to play Crisis Core on the PSP. besides a PSP. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I will say this: they did comparison footage of the original PSP uh, to the rem- the remastered image. Like, I, I for I have forgotten how pixely the PSP was. Well, yeah, and it wasn't like a 1080p screen at the time. It was like what? Two forty? No, 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 no. 480, I would say. 480 at best. Or Probably 480. Yeah. But yeah, like, I didn't see that when I was a kid, but then again, I was a kid, and I played the entirety of Crisis Core, and that was dope, so I cannot wait to play this on my PS, uh, PS5 um, or my PC, if it comes out on PC soon, too. There are tons of resolutions that are technically, like, too blocky when you look at it now, and I'm like, that doesn't even make sense. Nope. Like, there's no way we were playing games on this. Like, not even, like, a... 
like best way to describe it is if you look at a i think it's like seven maybe not 720 or seven maybe it's 720 on your pc mm-hmm. just to look at it it's like um you'll see it be extremely blocky and you're like no no games didn't look this bad like that's not even my memory trying to bug me that's they just didn't look like this like if you watch a video yeah right it's like no, that's not what I was looking at on a TV. <laughs> no, it didn't look this bad. It didn't, I don't remember it looking this. I was like, this I, bad. I was able to make out distinct details, <laughs> just maybe not every detail. <laughs> but yeah, uh, yeah, this is a feature trailer, so this just goes through everything that you know. This one's adding. Adding. What's the thing that stood out to you the most, probably? New gameplay feature mechanics, because apparently they improved the combat quite a bit in this version of the games. So like, ooh, I wonder if they'll have you. How I improved you this one? Because apparently the, they're making it more along the lines of uh, seven. the remake, yeah, the of, seven, remake. seven remake. So if which, that's the case, I mean, like, which, that's that's great. Yeah, which to be fair, the original Crisis Core was the predecessor to the hack and slash element because they followed more Kingdom Hearts aspect before they decided to go on full uh, Final Fantasy 15 style on it with that one mm-hmm. because you actually can run around in mid combat slashing anybody's enemies and dodge rolling. I actually pull the Dark Souls mechanic a little bit for it. So I was able to time my dodge roll excellently and hit and kill enemy bosses three times my level early on in the game. Oh, yeah. Because if you do... I think if you, you can do like a perfect dodge into a counter slash. Yep. And it does a lot more damage. And I'm like, oh, wow. And, oh, I got extremely lucky on the summoning because every time I summon Ifrit, I usually get like super, super lucky and like he just fucks shit up, man. <laughs> I think the one I always got for like a long period of time was uh, Sephiroth. I would always get his. So his summon was always like an Octo Slash or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I was like, or Octo Slash. And I was like, how? I, I would be fine with it because it looked cool as a kid. But at the same time, I'm like, man, I know there's like other people's stuff in here. <laughs> like, I was like, I see, the, I see the chart. There's like a ton of people. <laughs> uh, but. Right off the heels of that, we have uh, Marvel Studios apparently uh, canceling a Spider-Man series project. Yes. Uh, the animated series, I believe, right? The yep. one that they were going to make? Yeah, so the, the news is not year. official fully yet, but it's speculated that the Marvel Studios might end up canceling the animated Spider-Man Disney Plus series uh, freshman year. Um, I hope not. Yeah. It looks cool. Yeah, it does look... It, no, we haven't seen too much outside concept art. Uh, for it, but here's hoping they don't uh, follow through with the cancellation plans. But well, it depends on how it sees because I think, um, actually, I don't even know their sales numbers. It could be the reason why they're canceling it, or maybe Sony's um, canceling that aspect for it because Sony still technically owns the rights to producing anything Spider-Man related TV wise, unless they're le- legally uh, allowed to do it. Because I know Disney did make the Marvel Spider-Man TV show for the longest time. Sony kept that rights. True. I just, I don't know. Freshman year looked really nice. I actually really liked a lot of the concept arts and stuff that they had. And apparently it was supposed to go on for like three seasons. Because they have concept arts for three seasons worth. Jesus. So it's like, well, okay. Like, that would have been nice to look at. Especially since I think we pick up with him in his senior year? Um, He's in a senior in high school. That would mean freshman yeah, year in college. In, uh, yeah. And homecoming. Yeah, so. in homecoming. Uh, no, no. Yeah. No, junior year, because there's prom in Homecoming. True. I mean, yeah, Homecoming has prom, and then they have their senior trip. Well, he got blipped, then senior trip. Okay. Yeah, you're right. Well, I mean, 
they didn't have an extra year, but I know, I know, but that's that's the, the events because during uh, because you get flips five years past and they have to kind of redo the year, uh, quote unquote, according to them, and then they finally graduate uh, in uh, No Way Home. So he probably would have got his costume properly in the third season. That's what I'm guessing. Um, well, the official likes the Spider-Man Spider-Man look. You got third season because this would follow if this follows from the movie of MCU. We follow the moment uh, where he gets fire powers, which he said he was only Spider-Man for a six, going on six months. Which is weird because it's freshman year. I guess that's why they might actually be like freshman year college, is my guess. No, because the suit is um, the suit's his proto suit. Proto suit. It's a proto suit. It, it's like clearly like a, a prequel. Then it shouldn't be freshman years because he's only because of course, because um the very in Civil War. He said he's only... They mentioned the fact that he has it for six months. Yeah. You're not wrong. That's why I'm a little confused. Hmm. Unless, you know... Well, from Civil War to Far From Home... Oh, no, sorry, Homecoming. Unless several years have passed since then, I guess. I don't know. I guess it would have been like a full... I guess it's a full year. I from... Think, yeah, from Civil War to Homecoming. Is my guess. Yeah. I guess within those six months, you could have had like his freshman year... And then, you know, not really. It doesn't really work itself out, does it? No, the timeline is a little bit Mathematically, weird, doesn't work itself out. Well, it could be just a multiverse thing, because they, they could that, that could be the excuse, because they've been using that for a lot of things recently. True. But, next up, oh, this is, yeah, this one's depressing. <laughs> so, Dead Island 2 has been delayed, delayed again. again. So, April of next year, so like, um, yeah, for Dead Island 2 fans, I, I know. Its existence is a miracle in itself because it's been in development hell for God knows how long at this point. Um, yeah. So, but honestly, for like, just I'm telling you guys, just be patient a little bit longer because you waited eight years. What's a few more months? It, I feel you, but the fact that after that much time and then it's still getting delayed has me worried. <laughs> I guess that's I the mean, deal. <laughs> I've actually kept up the development uh, timeline with this one. They've gone through three different developers within six years, like. What the hell? <laughs> it's like, what is wrong with this game? <laughs> Why is it cursed? The first time uh, the developer that was tied to it, I actually got excited about it, was because Jaeger Studios, the same people who did Spec Ops The Line. And then... Oh, yeah, that could have been really good. Yeah, and then they got and then it got switched over like to a, a developer studio that I'm not, not too familiar with. Like, oh, okay. Well, hopefully they did good. And I got switched again. It's like, okay, now I'm a little worried. <laughs> because you know what? Another point. game did that? <laughs> Crackdown 3. Oh, man. <laughs> Damn. I did like playing Crackdown 3, but that's just because playing Crackdown is kind of just fun. Mm-hmm. But I definitely didn't finish that game, so, I mean... Nope. There's that. Here's, but, uh, here's hoping the game's great. It looks fun, don't get me wrong, and it uh, hopefully it, uh, it breaks my um, fears. But honestly, just, just, just based on its history, I don't have a whole lot of faith, that's all. Nope. Alright, but next up, we got Elemental. Yes, um, Pixar's next big. Pro- is it Pixar? I think I saw Pixar's logo, right? Let me see. Let's take a take a little look. It's Disney. It is Disney. It, it is, is Disney, Disney Pixar. This is a, okay. So this Disney Pixar's next um, movie project, uh, following um, looks like animorph- um literally living sentient beings made of literally elements: air, water, earth, and fire. I'm done with this. Yep, like a slice of life movie with uh, people instead of people, it's literally elements coming together, and we get to see our main uh, fire character named Ember get on a board train full of people, full of air, 
little living clouds, water beings and earth beings, or those like plants. So they make little funny kind of joke references where um, babies wake up from potted plants, such as like uh, um, like mandrakes. Like it's, that's kind of cute. So it's a neat design. Reminds me a lot of Zootopia with a city design. Like ooh, okay, I'm intrigued. I think this is Pixar's attempt at uh, working with particle effects because. Every single one of these characters is going to be used a lot of particle effects just to move around, especially Ember, because how she moves, the flame has to move along with her. Oh, yeah, for sure. Mm -hmm. And she meets a uh, water elemental named Wade. So, like, oh, okay, so it could be a love interest story. This would be interesting. That's my guess. Mm -hmm. It's, for me, I don't know too much of the story. I'm more intrigued by the design for it, as well as the technical marvel in CG, because... It is intriguing entirely. A movie built in almost entirely out of particle details. So that'll be fun. Mm -hmm. That'll for sure be fun. But this is coming out uh, 2023. Yep. Opposite reacts. Yeah, this is definitely going to be a love story. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there is. Because fire, water, mental. That's, uh, you know, causality. Either she he's going to put her out or she's going to turn him to steam. Or, you know, there might be steamy moments in it. I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> but All right. <laughs> moving on, moving on, we got more gameplay footage shown for Wild Hearts, the Monster Hunter-like game uh, coming out of uh, Bandai Namco. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So this it's uh, basically the same people that did Tokiden, moving on to do uh, another hunting game, but you know, different. Yeah, it looks really cool. Still, monsters and art design look impressive. Shows off more of the gameplay footage, uh, gameplay elements of the uh, trap system, which I'm still curious of how they're doing. I'm more actually curious, not because I see the implementation. Implementation, neat. I like that. It is interesting. Plots, traps, uh, elements allows you to go vertical, and a lot of such. I'm more curious on how they implement with the UI, because I still have yet to try Kaiden, um, so I'm wondering if the UI system is going to be similar to that when it comes to Wild That's a good question. Because yeah. uh, Token and... Uh... Look at it's kind of its UI system isn't bad. Um, it's movement wise and stuff. It's a little clunky, but it feels good. Like it's a good, uh, it's a it's a good hunting game. Is the best way to describe it. I gotcha. Like um, it's definitely up there with both God Eater, uh, three and um, Monster and Hunter. Monster Hunter. Yeah. Honestly, I was just I was just curious because because I know the traps are gonna be a big focus in this version in this Monster Hunter type like game. I wasn't but sure. But yeah, like, the yeah. traps aren't a big deal, aren't a big thing in Tokiden, though. This is definitely an exclusive thing for well, this. Yeah, no, that's, and that's why I'm thinking, like, in terms of UI system, how is that going to be implemented in mid-combat? Yeah, because it does look like at some point you just kind of, like, draw out the thing you want. And I'm like, part of me is like, how often are you going to be able to do that in the middle of combat? I mean, I guess you would have to try or get good at it, but, you know. Is it going to be like a Fortnite style where you press a button and start building as quick as you can, or you have to literally set it up beforehand, which is. I get it in the heart. I think it's a Fortnite style thing, from what I could tell, except for the fact that I don't think the grid is nearly as big. You okay. know what I mean? I think you could go up to three, but I don't think it's a, I don't think it's a three by three block. I think it's like a two by three block that you could do. Okay, that uh, that's what I was guessing based on just some footage. But again, since I have not seen the UI system, I wasn't too sure on that. But what, it's still coming out. I'm still intrigued by it. I'm just curious how it like operates. This, yeah, with the the singular circle bike. That I'm trying, I'm down for, <laughs> because I I watched Steam Boy. That shit was cool. 
yes. Um, the monocycles. Those are dope for sure. And I, yes. I love the little tricks you do with the boat air because I know Devon is going to love rocking that shit when he gets his game. That is a porcupine with crystals. <laughs> There's a Fenris character, for God's sake. He's a, a wolf with a fucking sword in his mouth. Oh, yeah, that's true. That's always dope. I don't know why it has a sword in its mouth, but it's always cool. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be cool. But, yeah. Next on the list, we have Cygnus Enterprises. Uh, another looks like city builder um, type game, but with uh, individual exploration combat uh, twin stick shooters. Like, oh, okay. So you build and craft your bases and villages essentially on uh, this alien planet. And then as you go through resources, exploring, I guess, in the story of the game. Go, uh, the gameplay changes to a t- uh, twin stick shooter, top down twin stick shooter. Like, oh, okay, it's uh, very colorful, very uh, very cutesy, in, in all honesty, for sure. I th- think it might be multiplayer. I'm not too certain on that. You'd have to check for sure, but I'm not. I'm also not completely sure. But it does remind me of uh, Rift Breakers. Mm-hmm. Rift Breakers is what I'm thinking of. And that game apparently was really good. Mm-hmm. So, as long as it keeps up that quality, it's doing the right thing. Oh, yeah, for sure. I definitely can see the appeal for it. The twin stick shooting aspect, I think, uh, got me intrigued. Maybe you'll uh, convince me on trying the um, city building aspect. But, hey, uh, it'd be cool because you actually can upgrade your uh, characters a little bit more. So, it goes on the XCOM route where you craft and research uh, equipment and um, ex- make the uh, the uh, foot the uh, on-the-foot travel mechanics a little bit um, better as you go through. So, you do have to level up your characters and... Uh, crafting systems as you go adventure through the alien planets. Like, okay, that could be interesting for sure. But, yeah. Mm-hmm. Plus, I mean, I fall, like I said, always down for a city builder. Yeah. Always down. Oh, I get it, yeah. Not my, t- not my personal cup of tea, but yeah, it's, I, de- I would not uh, say, I would not uh, discredit anybody from trying it for sure. That's really already a big fan of the series. Or at least John. But next up, mm-hmm. we have uh, Once Human, which, um, mm-hmm. this is an interesting one. So, I feel like we've seen this game before. We have talked about it before, right? I believe so. Um, to be totally honest, when I saw the logo from Once Human, I was like, is this a tie-in to uh, the the Godzilla universe? Because I thought that was a Monarch logo, to be totally honest. <laughs> like, I was confused. No, the like, zombies appeared, and it's like, probably not. <laughs> yeah, zombies and other like cre- weird creatures, because there's this uh, jellyfish head lady. Like, oh, interesting. Yeah, that one's really cool. Mm-hmm. But from, I was like, good design, good design. Yeah, it's all, it's gameplay footage to a degree. There's still, like, some cinematic elements along with it. But from what yeah, I... Yeah, it's just strangely, it just bounces between the two. Mm-hmm. And, but from what I'm guessing, based on what it is, and from what I read the description, it is indeed a uh, survival uh, horror online multiplayer game, similar to that where uh, your good old daisies and all such. We fight enemies, zombies, as well as creatures surviving this one and a uh, constant pvp uh where people can hunt you down and all that such so another oh, so it's like a dead zone but with zombies dead zone daisy you name it true 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 i'm hoping it's more honestly i'm hoping it's more like the dead zone in uh in uh div- i almost called it divinity no um, uh division. what's the name of the game division. division that's it i'm hoping it's more like that than uh than like i almost said fortnite but you know what i mean yeah yeah daisy rush all those other survival uh crafting games because daisy's very i mean it's 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 the first it yeah but it's not like 
I guess the best way to describe it is like uh, Dead Zone wants you to fight AIs more than they want you to fight other people. Mm-hmm. But like other people are a thing. Yeah. I want this game to be like, nah, we want you to fight like these zombie stuff that's happening here. But, you know, if you happen to fight other people, it, it is what it is. Yep. Because, <laughs> like, that was the thing. In the Dead Zone, you'd end up, like, teaming up with people for, like, long periods of time just because it's like, well, um, they just happen to be cool with, you know, not trying to murder you. And as long as you both are, like, attacking the same kind of stuff, it's all good. And then, you know, someone decided to be a little, little bitch and try to kill you. And then everyone turns on them and they're like, well, that guy sucks. Yep. How about you guys? <laughs> and it's like, nah, we're cool. <laughs> yep. But I prefer it to be like that. Yeah. More than anything else. Um, but that remains to be seen as we haven't seen like full on, like straight up just full gameplay details for it. But it's uh, still set to come out uh, as we see for it. So if you guys are interested, and I do recommend if you like big in survival car horror games involved, survival horror, not so heavy on the emphasis of horror, more like survival crafting stuff, it seems to be. Then keep an eye out for Once Human. Horror-themed survival yeah. is the best way to describe it. Right. Once again, zombies. So still have to deal with zombies in this one. So, And I know that's kind of done to death in these. And a lot of super mutants, though. Yeah. Like, it's not. It's very obvious that they're doing some crazier things when it comes to, like, the mutations and what, you're, what the specials are going to be. Mm-hmm. Because it's not going to be the obvious, oh, look, it's a charger. It's, <laughs> oh, it's, it's a, a brute. witch. It's a witch. Oh, it's, it's a like... brute. Yeah, no, they're definitely going for crazier stuff. So there's, like, a spider chick monster thing in here and there's there's like those giant things from gtfo (laughs) it it looks it looks intriguing for the character monster design i'd like to see how they uh, work into the gameplay for sure it looks to be uh, like a we even mentioned the jellyfish lady i don't even know she does she just looks like a ghost all she did like disappears uh uh, the character the main character follower the protagonist of the video gets gets knocked down you see a friend gets dragged uh dragged away from invisibly from the tentacle lady like what the fuck Let's just pop it off. <laughs> yep. But yeah, uh, that's but once human. Once human. Mm-hmm. I will say this, though. For the next one, I'm a little bit more intrigued, not just by the art style, but also gameplay uh, direction for Clash, Artifacts Same. of Chaos. Um, the art style is a very, like, cel-shaded, crazy, wacky-looking design. Kind of reminds me of, like, early... Um, uh, what's what's the game? Uh, it, what's the art style that reminds me of? It said in a comp, one of the comments from the video when I watched it. Let's see here. Let me see if they have it on the comments in this one. More than likely they do. I just can't remember what they said it because it reminded me of the Oh, Xeno Clash. Is that's what they it. Said. Yeah, it reminded me of Xeno Clash for sure. The art style looks really similar to the Xeno Clash, but the gameplay from what glimpses that we I did see, it looks to be a mix of maybe third person action and then goes into first person sometimes because you control this like uh weird hu- um mutated human looking character protecting this little boy who looks like a kind of um black puffball essentially and he goes and brawls these other people with him with the puffball on his shoulder like whoa what the fuck (laughs) and like that looks dope i want to know how this goes because this looks really cool the world yeah the character designs look wild Mm -hmm. like actually nuts you have this like this evil queen who wants to uh control the puffball because apparently he's cursed um and she's known as gemini because she has like two main heads and three little heads surrounding her body and like interesting okay this game does look interesting i mean i am interested mm-hmm. i'm interested. i'm curious about the gameplay because like that looked dope for the brief for sure I saw. yeah it reminds me of um oh uh, yeah okay as i'm looking at it again it's it's weird 
the idea of because I'm looking at it and it, for a second it's kind of reminding me of uh, Infinity Blade, even though I know that that's not what's happening here. It's mm-hmm. probably closer to um, closer in line with uh, Hellblade mm-hmm. as far as combat goes, but like like you said, it just zooms in the first person. It's almost like uh, Spider-Man: Shattered Dimensions, randomly. A little bit, yeah. Because like, like Spider-Man: Shattered Dimensions did that, where you was fighting certain like things and like cinematically it would switch to first person for certain moments but like i'm wondering what the deal is here (laughs) why it goes full first person punch that guy in the face mode like which is the cinematic part like the third person part or the first person part that's what i want to figure out i think it's the um first person part which is the weird part most of the gameplay stuff is done in like the uh third person perspective so you know yeah we'll see we'll see for sure uh whenever that whenever the game comes out for sure um but yeah uh, next on the list we have do you have a release date for that actually uh, I think this is a slower trailer I think it's sometime next year is what they're aiming for but in terms of actual release date I haven't I didn't see I think it's just said coming soon artifacts chaos let's see let's have a look any dates any dates clash February. February 9th. February 9th of next year? 2023rd. Okay. Dope. 2023rd. Definitely right. keep an eye out for that one because I, I'm intrigued to how it plays. I'd like to see more gameplay footage as uh, the months come along for sure. Oh, we probably will. Mm-hmm. More yeah. than likely. But, uh, but next up, mm-hmm. we have Insurgency Sandstorm Operation Livewire. Update. Uh, update. Mm-hmm. So, it's... Um, Friend of the podcast, Logan likes to play Insurgency. Have you actually played it? I, I know it's supposed to be more sim. Yes, it's definitely a, more of a milsim uh, aspect of the game where uh, gun gunfire and everything is more visceral. Explosions are extremely loud uh, for um, one of the... No, no, no. Yeah, not Insurgency Sandstorm, but like similar to that of the vis- viscerality. Me and um, our friend Logan really like playing, especially Aaron as well, uh, Insurgency Sandstorm, uh, Rising Storm Vietnam, which is similar to that. And that gets uh, pretty brutal because, and we, let's, to be totally honest, end up saying things we shouldn't have said um, in accents we shouldn't have said in. Uh, it just becomes kind of a unfortunate section, section, second nature. So we know how a little bit of what the GIs felt when they attacked in Vietnam, essentially. But <laughs> Insurgency Sandstorm is a really neat um, Milsim game where it's very visceral, very in your ear explode explosion is loud it's not like your call of duties or battlefields where it gets like kind of ridiculous it gets ridiculous in terms of how easy you die and how brutal you die yeah it's just no holds bar on it i'm it, guessing it's it gets crazy but it, it can be fun for sure um i, pl- I haven't played insurgency sandstorm that much with it uh but i did like for what it is it, it's big on the milsim factor as i mentioned earlier uh, so if you're big into that and you want to be more tactical about it, you can because almost literally every bullet counts. You can die within two hits the chest, like an actual person. So, skipping ahead a little bit, let's uh, let's talk about Evil West, which is coming out soon. Yes, specifically this trailer was um, uh, for Evil West that uh, came out as a spoof based with Danny Trejo being told by a bunch of different uh ad ad agents like you should do this to promote this and shitty shitty microtransactions shitty uh corporate anti-consumerism action 
where Nitro just let me play a game, and then Evil One Street Play shows in and just sees the main character going absolute ham on like demons and monsters and shit. Like this looks dope. Dan Trio is promoting it. it. He's also dope for the game. I'm already excited about it. It comes out in two days. Evil West really does come out in two days. And the it's gonna be kind of crazy. And while we were looking at it through Steven sign through days, Amani mentioned his co-op. Like, bet I was holding off for a little bit single single player. Nope, it's co-op. Like, fine, I'll buy it. Yeah, I remember there being a co-op trailer that came out that we had to look at. I did, I did not see that see. trailer, but now you mentioned it, like I'm already down. I'm already I'm already stoked. Sold. <laughs> Sold. Sold. Um, we also have a Scarlet Witch comic dropping mm-hmm. uh real soon, which threw me off. I actually really like the art stuff for this one. I like what they're doing, like effects with her hair was as far as the art goes. But uh for those that know, Scarlet Witch is a very tortured character and has a tendency to make Huge mistakes throughout all of her comic book uh, history. She's literally changed the universe at one point. Yeah. Changed the universe and then also, like, created a zombie apocalypse on another island. Like, man, huge mistakes. She's an Omega-level mutant. Well, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But the idea of uh, a comic book series about her trying to do, like, her very best to do better. I I, I like it. I think it's kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a character that probably deserves at least a chance as a series. And I like the idea that she's like the... Technically speaking, considering the way this trailer is uh, presenting it, this character is way too powerful to be street level. But she seems like she's supposed to be like... You gotta the, start um, somewhere, man. Yeah. She's supposed to be the hero of the hopeless, is the deal. If you have no one else to turn to and uh, all seems lost, you turn to her. Which, I mean, I think it's cool. Especially we get to see uh, Pietro as well doing his thing. Uh, Quicksilver and Polaris in this. So it's nice to see her with her siblings. Yeah, see how this plays out. Yeah. And for the ones who don't know who Polaris is, it's the uh, another daughter of Magneto who actually shares his power set. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be kind of dope. Mm-hmm. So here's hoping, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, it could be really cool. I think it's um, probably... In reaction to after the, her role in the MCU, so they kind of want to promote her a little bit more uh, along with it. And this is a good chance to do so. I feel it. Mm-hmm. It's just funny because like her character technically has disappeared for now. Yes. No spoilers for, uh, for obviously, Multiverse of Madness, but... She's... She technically shouldn't be around for a bit. <laughs> no, but for the ones who've kept track of um, like movie releases and TV show releases, they... She... The... Uh, is it... Um, uh, Vision, uh, uh, the one division spinoff uh, focusing on White Vision. Um, what's it fucking called again? Vision Quest. Is it yeah, Vision Quest? And more than likely, she'll be returning to that. Do we know for a fact she'll be in that though? Because uh, uh, it's, it's supposed just, to just be dealing with Vision. Yeah, it's a speculation, but because how t- how closely tied Vision is to Wanda, more than likely she'll be back one way or another. Maybe. Yeah. Well, hopefully, but maybe. Yeah. Um, next up, we have Absolute Tactics, Daughter of Mercy. Mm-hmm. Uh, looks very, um, it's a tact, like good old Final Fantasy Tactics uh, style game where you move characters around on a grid based system, attacking enemies in a set pattern for it. It's uh, for tactics games, definitely is intriguing. The animation's a little, um, I would say simple, uh, simplified for it, but it, it, looks in, it looks fun for sure. I have no idea what the story is. Along with it, kind of like a mostly a religious um, journey uh, type of deal, from what I see. 
This will be fun. Yeah, I like I like uh, tactics games for, for the most part. Tactics games are super fun. Mm-hmm. I actually really just I don't know. I I have a thing for like just sometimes just sitting there and being like you know what I just want to think about every decision I make. <laughs> it's like I do the same thing with tactics games. Uh, like RPGs. We were talking about city builders earlier, obviously. Mm-hmm. So it's just kind of like uh, CRPGs. Which is weird because I didn't, I don't play them a ton, and I don't really beat them. No, except for but, XCOM, I got really close. But yeah. like, oh, but we I enjoy really, just we, sitting down and trying them out. Yeah, we get really into it though too when we do. Yeah. But uh, next we got uh, Knockout City Season Eight. This game is still going as it should. It's a good game. We just touched it. <laughs> no, and it's free to play. We just haven't bothered to get back into it as a squad. For real. Knockout City is so fun. If you guys haven't played Knockout City, you have no reason not to. It's free. Go play yep. it. <laughs> Give it a shot, yeah. It's dodgeball. Who doesn't like dodgeball? And if you're saying you don't like dodgeball, you you suck. <laughs> you're a punk. Get good. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> Next up on the list, um, actually, I did not know this game exists. Uh, Turbo Golf Racing. It looks like Rocket League, but with golf mechanics because oh trust me yeah. uh we definitely know this game exists because davon brought it the instant he saw it was a thing <laughs> and tried it out he enjoyed it from what i can understand but unfortunately i don't think he has anyone to play it with so he's not uh, really playing it a lot is it free on steam i'm assuming it is free on steam no nah, i think it's, it's purchasable uh okay how much is it though so turbo that's golf the question it is 18 bucks oh not even much not there that you much, go. yeah. I'll definitely get. I'll definitely consider getting it just to play with Davon because I know he's uh kind of itching to play with friends. But yeah, I'll consider it for sure. There we go. Um, Arcade Two. So it's yes, Ar- mm-hmm. Arcade Two is the sequel to the apparently uh, mass. It's a MMO that was released in Korea a few years back. Called uh, it's still called Arcade. It's completely free to play on uh, PC. For it um from the gameplay aspect from the scene alone like oh this is actually really intriguing um because like that character action kind of slash uh kind of stylizing and killing your enemies that way like oh this looks really cool i just was surprised it was an mmo yeah that's usually how that comes around i was like oh shit it's an mmo that's crazy mm-hmm. so yeah uh it's um i it's a fan in a set of fantasy world Along with it, and character action games similar to that, I would say less Devil May Cry, but more. Uh, Is it like Black Desert? I'm assuming it's like Black Desert. A little bit like Black Desert, I would say, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but uh, definitely, it's a it's a really cool one. Um, did not know it was a sequel to the to a one that's already exists on Steam, but uh, from the reviews, Steam, it's mixed bag. People do like it. It's just some apparently poor reputation from the newest company who bought the franchise because. If you played the first one and you were playing when the game got transferred over to a different company, all your progress got reset. All of it. Truly unfortunate. Yeah. And like, mm, that's that's kind of lame. Not going to lie. But yeah. But hey, uh, don't hesitate if you want to start up brand new with the next one because it does look it look, does look interesting. Give it a shot of the gameplay footage and see for yourself. For real. Uh, next up, we have uh, My Dad the Bounty Hunter. A Netflix animated show uh, where two kids stow away in their father's uh, car trunk and find out he is an intergalactic bounty hunter. Which is honestly kind of fun looking. Yeah. 
It looks it's like, like it's a good time. <laughs> it looks really well animated for sure. That's why I was a little shocked. Like it's it's a series. What the fuck? Oh yeah. This is coming out in twenty twenty three. Sometime this next is a year. Teaser trailer. Looks it good. Look, it looks fun. Yeah, definitely very cutesy. Definitely ridiculous. And um, I like to know what the voice ca- the voice cast is because like they look like they're having a little fun with it. So. Oh yeah, for sure, for sure. Mm-hmm. All so, right. Next on the list, I'm going to skip ahead a little bit here. Um, I want to talk about Romance Sylvania. <laughs> all right, talk about Romance Sylvania, please, by all means. It's a 2.5D Castlevania roguelike game, uh, or Metrovania-like game, but you're playing as a vampire who is trying to find the love of his life in a variety of ways. You meet a Cthulhu girl, a... And gender ambiguous um, snake character, <laughs> a sexy wolf man, and yeah, you fight and slay monsters similar to Castlevania, but in a pursuit of love because you you play as a very bare chested Dracula character. <laughs> you got to do it in all the names of love. Yep, it's ridiculous, but the gameplay looks really fun uh, because I love uh, Metrovania style games for sure. It's just like the romance aspect, like threw me a little, threw me for a loop. Like, huh? Not gonna lie, though, I already picked my waifu on that one. I'm picking Cthulhu head. <laughs> of course you are. <laughs> I was like, I love Cthulhu. Granted, though, the sexy wolf. <clears throat> That's that was a that was a challenge. Well, next up, we also have um, the uh, sort of the vagrant, which reminds me of a uh, vanillaware game, honestly. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm pretty sure it's not, but it's definitely inspired by their art style, at the very least. Because Vanillaware, they'd be hidden. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, let me just go back just to make sure. I'm pretty sure Vanillaware has another Rainy Fog, no, Rainy Frog, and uh, Dice Skull. Yeah. Dice Skull, okay. So they're putting out something that's kind of a 2D action game. Uh, I believe it is a. I'm honestly. Like I said, very much in the same form of uh, Muramasa, or um, not Thirteen Sentinels. Thirteen Sentinels doesn't actually really have combat like that. It has no. gameplay, but it doesn't have combat like that. Yeah, it's gameplay is similar, but not uh, not uh, not nothing like that for sure. Similar to Dust the Elysium Tale, that A kind little of bit. stuff. Mm-hmm. But Dust the Elysium Tale is unique because that was all hand drawn. That is true. This is definitely like Flash animated. Which is, which is nice to see, because you, you don't uh, see that much anymore because, you know, Flash is unfortunately dead. Yeah, kind of. All right, so mm-hmm. let's start uh, skipping through some of this a little bit, because yes. mm-hmm. this is a lot. So, what's another bad. one you want to mention? Let's see. Let's see. What really intrigues me? Okay. So, um, the next on the list I wanted to really talk about was um, Missing. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, Missing is a movie um, set, uh, set... So, for fans who ever seen the movie Searching with uh, John Cho, that movie was really cool, where it's a father who's trying to find his missing daughter through using uh, social media, uh, the internet, and all that such. This is the opposite effect, essentially, where her parents are missing, essentially, and the child is trying to find her missing parents, and uncovering um, secret uh, things that never need to be known 
uh, through the internet prospect. So essentially, it's the, it's the same concept, but set, shown from a different uh, direction. It's kind and of cool. looks, Yeah, it looks really interesting. It actually has the same. I uh, recognize the actress. She's uh, she's the girl. She's the girl who plays um, uh, Bloodsport's daughter from the Suicide Squad. Oh, okay, that's cool. Yeah, like, okay, I'm like, hey, you're there. That's cool. Uh, hopefully, this film looks really. This one looks intriguing. I like searching quite a bit, so I'm hoping missing uh, will bring up similar feels. Uh, similar to the table, though, that does reveal quite a bit of the trailer alone. So I'm a little irked by uh, about that. But hey, it still looks in, it looks intriguing, nevertheless. Um, I wanted to mention out of these, um, Avatar is having a crossover with, uh, Brawlhalla. So Brawlhalla is crossing over with The Last Airbender, and we are getting Zuko, um, I believe it's Zuko, Aang, and Toph? Yes. Mm-hmm. Or the three? Interesting enough. Tons of references. These characters are made with love. I don't think that they're skins, from what I can tell. That Sometimes was, they are. Yeah, some... A lot of times they are, and that's why I'm a little uh, apprehensive with Brawlhalla because you can't, you never know if they're a full-on skin unless you know the game. Which I don't know the game off by heart, so I can't quite tell. But I do know like few of them have been just skins because Hellboy was released for Brawlhalla, but that was just a skin though. Yeah. So I'm hoping that these three are potentially characters. wrong characters, mm-hmm. but I think they might be skins. But we'd have to check because yeah. I, I just don't know. Um, mm-hmm. what's another one that you want to mention, Pele? Let's see here. Okay, so with the DCU, we finally will get video games set in the DCU moving forward because honestly, we have not had a de- uh, uh, we have not had a DC game set in the DCU at once uh, in in this entire time period from it from Man of Steel to now. Not a single video game has been set in the DCU. Honestly, it doesn't even matter. We haven't had like, any good video games since like the Arkham games and that. Yeah, that's that's pretty much it. There's really no other like good DC games out right now. <laughs> no, Which I mean obviously shame. there's DC Online, but that's a well, that's its own, M- own MMO that's existed for years. There's and injustice. So... That counts, I guess. All oh, right, I guess. Yeah. Well, yeah. It's a fighter, though. It's not really a traditional DC game. Because... It's like its own universe too. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes, we still have yet to see, have a, uh, a any decent Superman game. Uh, there's almost no Wonder Woman game in existence. Until... Actually, no. The Wonder Woman game is currently being worked on. Yeah, it's being by... worked on by Monolith, and I'm actually kind of excited about that. Yeah, I want but, play that. Yeah, but you haven't actually had a Wonder Woman game ever, actually. So I can't wait till that comes out. Mm-hmm. I'm excited because I love the developer. This could be a really cool concept. It looks to be set in a both mythological world and uh, World War. Oh wait, I'm dumb. We literally what? just had a DC game. We just overlooked it. <laughs> Gotham Knights totally dropped. Oh, right. I mean, that does not count, though. Gotham Mid. <laughs> Gotham Mid is what it is. Oh, man. Yeah, this DC game comes. Reviews are weird. Out. People are like, it's good, but then it's kind of bad. It's really strange. It's, it's very, very grindy, grindy, but yeah, yeah that's the main thing. It's extremely grindy, from what I've heard. Um, but yeah, no, that's that. In terms of DCU stuff, though, we ever actually have in a movie tie in game. Not once. Granted, though, I'm actually okay with that because Marvel attempted with that with MCU in the early days, and most of those were failures. Most. I stand by that Iron Man 2 and Iron Man for the PSP were actually pretty solid games, but that's about it. Thor was trash. Iron Man 1 was trash. Captain America was trash. The Incredible Hulk was fun because I love Ultimate Destruction, but in terms of... It was kind of good. It was alright. It wasn't bad. It wasn't... (laughs) 
bad, but I wouldn't say it was great because it just copied and pasted essentially the first, the predecessor, and that was pretty much it. Which was You're not fine. wrong, but it did yeah. some cool different things. Like it had a um, random encounter boss fights, mm-hmm. which I wish other superheroes would just do. Mm-hmm. Like Spider-Man would benefit from just having random encounter boss fights that just mm-hmm. can happen. Yeah, <laughs> and I thought we were gonna get a little bit of movie tie-in game with Marvel's Avengers, but look how that turned out. Yeah, that didn't, yeah, that didn't really work out very well, did Marvel's Avengers also, made me kind of sad. <laughs> yeah. Also, surprisingly, despite Square Enix uh, dropping devel- the dropping the developer t- uh, team to um, embrace uh, Embracer, uh, they're still pumping out characters for Marvel's Avengers because they just announced Bucky Barnes. They did. Yeah. <laughs> I don't Soldier's remember. I didn't yeah. even see this announcement. <laughs> yeah, Winter Soldier's coming out for Marvel's Avengers. Who fucking knew? Like, because I thought they were done. Honestly. I mean, I figured they were just going to stop. Oh, right. Didn't they say something about, like... Yeah, good point. I thought they were stopping. That's what I thought. Because they've got... The developer t- the development company, uh, Crystal Dynamics, has been sold off. So, like, I was surprised Square Enix is still putting out content for this one. Like, is this a contractual obligation at this point? Because you dropped might be. this and Because they still have, like, fall. all those... Yeah. You dropped Babylon's Fall and they're a hot minute. Poor Babylon's Fall. feel bad just, for it. Shame, Could have been but, better, but I feel bad for it. Hey, life service, man. And to be totally honest, I'm actually okay with a lot of these life services failing because it finally teaches game uh, game publishers a fucking lesson. See, the problem is, is that it's like some of them could actually work. Like, had admittedly had Babylon. Well, granted, if Babylon's Fall was just a co-op uh, character action game, I would have been fine with it. To be honest, didn't actually need the live service aspect. Yep. So I guess never mind. I guess my point is muted. I was gonna say if it was gonna if it was just played like oh, no, how the it was game supposed was not a live service, it would be great. That's what. That's but what honestly, yeah, when it comes down to it, it's like no, actually, if it just didn't have the live service stuff and was just a co-op character action game, that would have been sick. Yeah, <laughs> personally, would not have mind. <laughs> but the fact that the live service, nah, nah, I'm, I'm done. Yeah, no. Nah. <laughs> My whole point was muted. I just thought about it a little bit more. I was like, nah, nah. <laughs> definitely no excuse on that one. <laughs> nope. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Next, uh, I want to talk about, which I was surprised about this one. They're doing a fucking RuneScape and Smite crossover. Yeah, that one's so weird, isn't it? <laughs> of all things, RuneScape, like, wait, what? Smite's going over to RuneScape? What we have fuck? that one, and I don't believe this is on the docket, but we have that one, and then we have Rainbow Six Siege with a near replicant crossover as well. These Again, are... weird fucking crossovers. I, I I spouted this to our uh to you, Imani, and Wolf to try and Leon to try to convince you guys to play Siege with us because near skins. It's so weird. I don't <laughs> get it. It's also like weird because it's not even totally. It's it's replicant. It's yeah. not even like it's oh, it's. I don't yeah. know how to, it's not to be she has a tactical uniform mm-hmm. that she could have had as a thing like that's why it's even weirder <laughs> i mean it's hey like, it's not weird it's not it's i chalk it up just a little weird crossover because they is there did, a kine skin is that even appropriate for siege <laughs> i do not know and well here's the thing siege skins a lot of the time are kind of trash so i'm half expecting this crossover skin is gonna be trash um but i was gonna say like main sort of the crossover skins it's usually like not the weirdest one because I still remember the Attack on Titans uh, crossover at Call of Duty Warzone of all things. Yeah, that one that one did happen. Yeah, you know, I was like, wait, what? <laughs> Titans in the, in Call of Duty? Like, I mean, that would be cool if we actually fight them, but not not a, not a goddamn thing. I mean, no, no, that's not the weirdest one. Godzilla with Call of Duty, they did that. 
No, that's not that bad. Godzilla no, Call of Duty kind of It wasn't fine. weird because it was cool. They actually got to shoot at Godzilla and King Kong. But I find that, like, Attack on Titan is definitely weirder, right? Yeah, because I saw, like, I think it was the, um, the armored titans on a player skin, like, huh. And he's wielding a gun. <laughs> and he's using a gun. Because, <laughs> like, I'm watching the armored titan shoot people. Huh. <laughs> if, this, if this happened on Attack on Titan, Aaron would have lost a long time ago. <laughs> That's true. He just started busting out the cat. I don't know what to do. <laughs> it's bad enough that they're titans, but then they got guns. <laughs> I really am so confused about this this RuneScape and Smite one, though. It's it's so weird, right? Like, it's weird. It's definitely confusing, for sure. And I haven't played RuneScape in years. Like, wait, what? I feel like a lot of people haven't. That's <laughs> why so it's even weirder. It's like, why, why is it like this? And see, the thing is, I remember playing that when I was a kid in like my school's PC, and I, it ran like ass. I can't imagine how it runs now on my new beefed-up computer. It probably runs super right now. <laughs> probably. No frame rate drops at all. So, like, I guess the part of me is like, is this going to be just a skin thing? Is this an adventure? No, it's a skin. It's a skin crossover it's, thing. There's it looks... No, like, okay. There's no, there's no events, as far as I understand... Uh, coming through it it's literally just the i was about to say are they gonna do like an adventure with it but it's like nope the sad part is is like yeah this is dumb looking right but like the other part is is like i also like low poly stuff <laughs> so for some reason the idea of having a low poly animating like slightly poorly or on twos kind of art style for a skin is kind of sick it's just kind of so weird <laughs> It's like, why? Why did you feel the need to... It's so strange. <laughs> hey, uh, I think like some near fans will be get a kick out of it for some goddamn reason. True. Alright. So I mean, I tried one? doing that with you and Leon, so... Like how that turned out. Look, that can work for some games, not every game. Siege is not one of those games. That one's, <laughs> that one's really weird. <laughs> I just saw a near uh, dual wielding, like, I, I don't even remember what kind of guns they are, but it's just like, what? <laughs> well, I guess protagonist, but I'm calling him near. Everyone calls him near. I just looked at him and was like, I don't understand. Why does he look like this? Why is he holding two guns? <laughs> no idea on that one, man. But anyway. You can't even dual wield in Siege. <laughs> no. So. Uh, we should actually talk about this one because it has just come out. Uh, Pokemon Scarlet and Pokemon Violet has officially came out uh, just a few days ago from the release. Um, people are Some people are loving it, though a lot of people on the internet are giving it a lot of shit. Yeah, it's getting bashed. Yeah. Um, mainly for like the graphical deli details because it does run surprisingly poorly for a Pokemon game on the Switch. Uh, and that's saying something from Arceus, which... Uh, it looks like there's a lot of pop-in issues where you just move your camera slightly to the left and they suddenly go from like the Switch variant of Pokemon to Nintendo 64 variant of Pokemon. Oof. But apparently it's something, like we said, that can be fixed in a patch. Yeah. Not too we, bad. No, not too too bad. It's just the launch and unfortunately has been a poor reception, which is surprising coming out of a Pokemon game after so many years. Yeah, it's because they really are trying to push the envelope with it, it seems, but not willing to optimize. <laughs> mm -hmm. It's not well optimized, but the thing is why I'm not, I'm a little not as, um, say, 
forgiving I on guess it. I guess we wouldn't know how to optimize. They've been playing with sprites for how long? Like, I don't True, really think they needed to. but that's what's the point to. with Arceus, um, Sword and Shield, and Sun and Moon. That was their attempt. Plus, is that the first 3D Pokemon game? Because you remember the Pokemon that's Coliseum true. games. That is also true. Mm-hmm. Pokemon Coliseum games, and then at this point, we're there at the third game in, like, out of the three online ones that they had. Arceus is the one that probably ran the worst until now. Yep. That's the deal. But it, it uh, but Arceus ranked ho- is ranked currently higher than uh, Scarlet and Violet for some reason. Which is like, well, interesting. To be fair, the more this one is the more mainline one. Whereas like you can kind of slide Arceus off as the... Oh, that was a really cool experiment mm-hmm. kind of situation. I wonder if they're going to do another Arceus. That was the question. Um, Maybe. I would like to see a different, like, another timeline venture... Granted, though, that's what they're doing with this one, because apparently Pokemon Scarlet and Pokemon Violet are separated by time. Yeah, it's still weird to me, but it does explain a lot of the, um, like, the, I guess we'll say aesthetic uh, aspects to it. Environment changes is one of them, but, like, the number one thing I think everyone kind of noticed off rip is that uh, Mr. Chad, um, Professor, has got, like, some future stuff going on, and Mommy Prehistoric over here. Just doing well prehistoric stuff. Yep. She looks more like a caveman for some reason. It explains a lot though, for sure. So it uh, explain. I like to see how that experimentation goes along with it. I don't think it's gonna really hurt the Pokemon franchise much because it's been going strong for fucking decades. Then um, it's Pokemon, so like, yeah. it's, you're literally not losing anybody by saying, "Ooh, mm-hmm. it's not running too great." They're gonna do no. a patch. It's gonna run a, a bit better, sure. and people are gonna be is- like, "I'm gonna play it anyway." Yeah, but the thing is, with the, the reason why I'm a little um, apprehensive on the at least initial launch for this Pokemon game is it is because we have Breath of the Wild, and that ran great five years ago. Yeah, Sorry. that's why it's like, what is happening, guys? What are you doing? <laughs> and this is a, it may be open world, but Pokemon is not that more complicated than Zelda. Not with the way that it's being played. <laughs> nope. Well, I but guess it, you do have to have like all 100 and whatever it's definitely more than oh yeah it's running part. the full thousand pokemon list because now yeah pokemon numbers have finally reached up to a thousand we're now, yep. now so it's, it actually has everyone in it because i remember the 3d ones were gonna have less for a while yeah because they didn't have the modeling to do all that and i don't i don't know this is the case for this one unless they backtracked it i don't know i do understand that they didn't have all the models yet so they were slowly like making more because they had to reinvent pokemon completely mm-hmm. um but I don't you know, know if this actually, one has no. It or not. I think that would explain a lot then for the development process, especially as you're going from original 2D sprites to full-on 3D models now uh, for every single Pokemon in the game. That is going to take a long time. Yeah, it would. It would by default. Okay, what else we got on here? What else you want to mention, Pele? Let's see here. Uh, let's see. Call of Duty One. I've seen that. Uh, oh, uh, Nemesis Lockdown. I want to talk about that one. Alright. Yeah, so Nemesis Lockdown, I actually saw the, checked out the gameplay for that one. It's a tactics alien survival uh, horror game. It's actually the video game version of a board game based off of uh, um, Nemesis. Um, Nemesis, which is also based off Alien, like the franchise. Huh. Yes. That's actually so really it, cool. It's a really cool, interesting tactics-style game with uh, aliens fighting against you. Forward, similar to XCOM, but this one's more horror oriented. Like, yes, I'm already intrigued. And uh, Nemesis, I enjoyed quite a bit with my friends, even though he's a fucking dick. <laughs> even though he's a dick. Yeah. Well, I'm a little upset because the last time I played with him, um, 
the goal of the game is to try to survive uh, uh, survive out the aliens and go for it. We're at the last point of the door near the escape pod. He got there first before me. He's like, and just dipped in his left the escape pod and left me stranded. Like, motherfucker! <laughs> you're like, bye. And you're like, no, take me with you. I hate you. <laughs> um, I believe the other thing that came out uh, is Warzone 2. All oh, right, that is the thing I played. Mm-hmm. Warzone 2 finally dropped. I have yet to play Warzone 2. Uh, I played the basic Call of Duty multiplayer, but not Warzone as of yet. Though I I, I played does... a couple matches of DMZ mode, which is not bad actually. Yeah, I was fun. wondering how that how how that went. It went pretty well. Um, one prox it has proximity chat, which is hilarious. Honestly, oh, that is dope actually. Uh, proximity chat in that game is funny for a number of reasons because sometimes people don't know that they're just walking around and being heard, and sometimes. You go and tell them, and they become super aggro. You know, mm-hmm. like I, I just told you we can hear you. I didn't even, I didn't even get mad. <laughs> oh, do uh, question. Does it have cutoff? So, like, if you someone starts yelling at you, and they and the sound just starts kind of cut off when they get killed. I believe so. Yeah. Okay. Because I think I, just... so, I, I would love to see someone with proximity chat and someone just blasting music the entire time. <laughs> wow. <laughs> because you know someone's trouble. gonna fucking do that. Of course, someone's gonna do that. It's Call of Duty. Someone's probably already do it, uh, done it mm. at least three times by now. <laughs> like, give away your position. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> um. Well, I think. Uh, well, last six. Oh, they're making another Siberia game. I just missed that. Damn. Oh, well, there you go. Yeah, Siberia. They made three Siberias already. Now, now they're making the world before, which I believe. Um, that one is a prequel, if I'm, if I'm understanding here. Siberia, surprisingly, is a very popular franchise, um, uh, for console launch one, I think, is it RTS? No, just so. a story, another story-driven game, was a classic Siberia, uh, style for one. So these are really good, um, for what I see. Um, the Siberia series has, a, like, a loving fan base. It's amazing, really. For sure. And I know the last thing I want to mention on this is Risk of Rain being brought yes. out by Gearbox. Not so, Google uh, Games, but the yeah. IP of Risk of Rain specifically. Yes, we wanted to clarify that. So Risk of Rain as a franchise is not gone. It is The property has been fully bought out by Gearbox Studios, but the game developers are still independent, so they're not working under Gearbox. But That's any true. future... Yep. Any future franchise and updates uh, for the game coming out will be handled solely by Gearbox Studios moving forward. Fair, fair. So, so which is going to be interesting for what, what they do with it. I prefer Hoople Games to just kind of work on it, but, you know, we'll, yeah. we'll see how it turns out. Mm-hmm. It's the best way to describe it. I know Amani made a joke because they went from 2D to 3D. Now they're just going to go straight up to 4D and VR. Oh, yeah. The next Risk of Rain has to be 4D. <coughs> like, it has to be, like, a VR game. Well, on the Fantastic. plus side. Yep. Well, on the plus Still side, at least Gearbox is familiar with VR because they did Borderlands VR. Um, that is true. Yep. It was a little janky, but they're familiar, at least. Well, I believe that does it for our docket um yeah. believe it or not guys there's actually still a ton that's on this docket if you guys want to see we it so by that means bypass some stuff yeah go into the description if you want to see a lot because this thing was three pages long 
There's yeah. no way we could have gotten to all of this. I mean, we could have, but it also is late and we get tired. Yep. But, um, without further ado, I think and, and trust us, once the Game Awards come out, we're going to have another long list, so. Oh, yeah, for sure. That's going to be another one. That's going to be fun to do. Um, shoot, what's your game of the year? Oh, my game of the year? Yeah. For the game of the week, uh, what's your vote for it? What do you, what do you want your game of the year to be? My vote's Elden Ring for sure. I'm also on the side of Elden Ring. Mm-hmm. I got really close to. Signals is not going to be there exactly. It's on the list of definitely number ones for the year. For several. It's, several a, it's actually going to be in a permanent slot known as like nice surprises. Because mm-hmm. there are certain games that come out that like hit me like really, really hard for no reason. Mm-hmm. Like Fury did it. Fury did it when it came out for free, and that game was as good as it was. And I was like, "What?" <laughs> for me, was that like, was uh, Journey when it came out uh, way, way back when. Journey was also another one that did it where I was like, "I just wasn't expecting this to just impact my soul like this." <laughs> um, there's just some games that come out, and they tend to be like more like Solstice is another one, but Solstice doesn't hasn't fully hit that. I haven't beaten it yet. So it hasn't fully scratched that itch, but I wasn't expecting. It, it's a nice surprise as well. But um, there's just some games that come out that you're like, "Wow, okay." Well, I wasn't expecting you to to hit as hard as you did. You just hit the ground running, didn't you? Mm-hmm. Um, and those two are up there. Um, but Elden Ring seems to be the game of the year for me right now. Mm-hmm. I don't think anything has beaten the amount of time and effort to put into it or given me the feeling of like Elden Ring has given me multiple feelings of bro am I done and then like the idea of watching the map zoom out as much as it did and then having the moment of like oh there's an underground (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) like just that's a different kind of feeling (laughs) the game literally felt endless and i I can't wait for the DLC to drop because they act, they have to have some, right? Yeah. Like, I'm pretty sure we know that they have some in the works. <laughs> they always have DLC for these games, except for... No, they actually had a DLC for Bloodborne. Mm-hmm. Sekiro. They, they didn't have a... Well, they sort of well, had Well, they kind of, but... Kind of bo- had a thing bo- for Boss Rush. They didn't really have a story DLC. Yeah. <clears throat> they gave New Game Plus and Boss Rush. That's but Sekiro I mean. is kind of like a... It's not really a Souls game. It's... It's weird, because it's, it's it's more of a character action game than it is a Souls game. Yep. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's because a lot of verticality and focus on more uh, Onimusha uh, aspect for less. Also heavy emphasis on stealth. But uh, it does... There is an emphasis on stealth. I forgot about that. You are supposed to sneak around sometimes. Yep. Though, I will say this. Uh, the, the focus on the parrying system, I get the purpose of it. I just don't like using parrying. I love parrying, but like that it's game demands a lot. It's the only way to play the game, though. That's the thing. Yeah, that's the thing. Most games allow you to kind of mix it up, but like the entire game's deal is no, nah, you're gonna parry everything that this guy throws at you, and that's how you break it. That's the entire main mechanic of it. Mm-hmm. Which is weird because like all the other games, like all the other FromSoft games, 
revolve around you like having multiple ways of dealing with problems this is a game in which it's like you have one way of dealing with problems just get really good at that one way of dealing with problems which i mean that yeah. has its own kind of thing you know yeah, I mean? it has it has merits for sure uh it would just wish a little be i guess for some for well, especially it's okay Sekiro is an introduction of the series for souls games not a not a great start i would say that for sure i also don't feel like it's a souls game so yeah, yeah. like it's just kind of it's doing its own thing mm-hmm. which is i mean it's not a bad thing yeah it's not a bad thing it's a good game it's still my uh for it's just not my cup of tea in terms of souls stuff because again i'm not a huge huge fan of the pairing uh, aspect for it but hey that's just me though and then obviously sonic frontier doing crazy stuff oh yeah also very anime-esque stuff too <laughs> that one's also a really nice like a pleasant surprise i mean like i don't think it counts as one of the oh that was nice i just i'm happy that it's good is the best way i can describe it because initially we were all looking at it being like oh no yeah, because the Sonic game does not bode so. a lot of goodwill to us because Sonic has always been like hit or miss over the decades. Yeah. So the fact that it came out and it's like, no, we're we're doing it, and it's like, okay. Mm-hmm. You're doing a lot more than you need to, but it's it's fine. <laughs> yeah. A good Sonic game? Hallelujah. <laughs> <laughs> it really goes in, like the action wise for no reason. I no, no, I've seen one clip of it so far where you fight this massive, like, stone uh, creature, and Sonic and the supersonic form fucking tele- telekinetically carries a sword and slices him down the middle. That's anime as shit. I, did, I saw that and was like, fucking what? I haven't even gotten to that point in the game. What the fuck? <laughs> like, holy shit! What the fuck is this? This is dope! <laughs> Every boss is fought in supersonic, and I'm like, you know what? That's fair. It's something he could be utilizing for every boss fight if he had the opportunity. <laughs> True. I was actually half expecting they were going to do gigantic boss fights. Are they going to do like a Shadow Colossus thing with Sonic stuff? Yeah, that's what it... Initially, yeah, that's what it seemed like. And then they was like, no, 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 no. We saw the Deku versus Overhaul fight. We could do that. <laughs> <laughs> we could we can do that. Because <laughs> that's what it feels like. You can't tell me it doesn't feel like that sometimes. You look at it and go like, Oh, no, they, no, dude, they the fucking, no, no, because he gives you <laughs> fucking rapid kicks out of fucking giant out of the sky. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> I'm like, no, they definitely saw that. <laughs> they was like, we, we can do that, right? We can, we're allowed. But, uh, all right. Without further ado, guys, we're going to bring this episode to a close. So we will catch you guys around next time. Uh, I believe we're going to have something by me special to play us out as well today. So be prepared for that. Um, as always, everyone, you can ask us any questions you would like at paperplayaction at gmail.com. That is paperplayaction at gmail.com. You can also follow us on uh, Twitter and Instagram, which is paper underscore action. That will have updates on the channel and probably some art stuff that we just find and throw up because what will be on the Instagram, to be honest. Um, as well as updates on other games that we've been checking out, looking at, and little indie development stuff happening all over the place. So by all means, go check that out. Um, and if you would like to support us, you could uh, donate to us via uh, our Patreon. 
sign up via Patreon, which is Paper Play Action there. Or you can uh, give us a little tip on our Cash App, which is uh, Paper Play Action. And so dollar signs, Paper Play Action. Um, but besides that, the most important thing, more than anything else, guys, is to spread the love. Tell people about the show. Talk to people. The more you talk to people, the more you let people know about the thing you do, you do here, and uh, how much you enjoy the show, and recommend it to them, the more we get to, you know, enjoy having you guys around. Pretty much is the idea. If the audience stops being there, I mean, I don't know what to say. Not really much of a reason to do this, is it? No. Okay. There we go. So, by all means, guys, do your thing. But... I think we're done. Good night. Good night, everybody.